Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Foreign Lady Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth. We have a few topics that we are going to cover on today's show. I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy during this difficult time. With that being said, let's get into it. Welcome to the Foreign Lady Podcast. Straight talk about current events and issues affecting women in today's society. This is not your run-of-the-mill opinion show. Elizabeth Allen is not afraid to have the tough conversations to help you navigate the complexities and oddities of everyday life. So listen up, because it's about to get real. Here's your host, Elizabeth. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Foreign Lady Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth. We have a few topics we're going to cover on today's show. I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy during this difficult time. With that being said, let's get into it. So I was talking to one of my girlfriends the other day, as women do now, since we have nothing to do but talk on the phone. And she said something to me that I could totally relate to. And she asked me, she said, how do you resist from eating everything in the house? Like being quarantined inside, there are times when you, you know, there's nothing to do and you just want to go to the fridge and grab something to eat. And I started laughing because I could totally relate to what she was saying. Like, it's incredibly hard because, you know, when you're bored, even when we're watching Netflix, you know, or Hulu or whatever platform you're watching, you're watching TV, I'm sure I'm not the only one who eats with a snack. Like, I have to have something to, you know, when I'm watching my shows. Um, So my eating habits have definitely gotten incredibly bad during the past month. I'm not saying I was like super like healthy before, but at least I I watched what I eat. But now that I'm in a house, it's like, you know, F it. Like I'm not, I'm just gonna, you know, eat all day. But my issues aren't really like sweets and like junk food, like chips or whatever. Those weren't really my thing. My vice, as they say, is more of the late night eating and the carbs. I don't know why, but for some reason, I feel like my body just sort of when it's like 12 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night, I want to eat something. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm like up or because I ate dinner pretty early. And so my body's like, hey, I'm hungry or it's just all in my head. But I don't know what it is. And I know they tell you that eating late is like bad for you and it's not recommended. And that's something that I'm working on even pre, you know, quarantine life. It was something that I dealt with because there are times where I would literally wake up at midnight and I, you know, want a sandwich. I would resist the urge because I had work in the morning or I had something to do the next day and I wouldn't. But now that I'm in quarantine life, I'm like, hey, why not get a snack at like one in the morning? So so then I know that's like super bad for you, but... I'm working on it. If you guys can give me any tips on how to curb that vice, please let me know. Another thing is carbs. I am Nigerian. If you're a Nigerian or you're from some kind of, you know, Caribbean foreign country, you know that rice is our thing. And so I love carbs. I love rice. I love pasta. I'm a big foodie in general. Like I grew up a a big foodie. My mom cooked a lot when growing up. I loved, you know, as an adult myself, I love going out. I love trying new things. I love traveling the world and trying new food. That's sort of my thing. So I love food. I'm surprised I'm not, I haven't gained more weight than than I am right now. But I think a lot of the things that with me is that with me being a foodie, I sort of have little, I guess, little substitutions, little tips and tricks like that that help me. So I'm going to share a few of those things with you. And this is what I told, you know, my friend on the phone. I told her, I said, hey, maybe try a couple of these things. And they, and she's super healthy as well. Like she's not one of those people that like, 
very clean. Anyway, so if she's having trouble with it, then, you know, the rest of us are definitely going to have trouble with it. I shared a couple of my tips with her. She shared a couple of her tips with me. So I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of the things that work for me, or at least that, are, that I'm trying out. Um, so the thing with me is that I, let me just start off by saying I don't do my own grocery shopping. Since the whole quarantine thing started, I've had a really good friend of mine do all my grocery shopping for me. So it's been really great and really helpful in that, in that sense. So I give them a list, which totally helps because when you're in the store, when you're in the grocery store, you know that you go to every single aisle, even the aisle that you have no business going into. You're like, oh, let me see if there's something in there that I want to check out. With having someone do it for you, you know, they are, you already have like a pre-planned list. And so there's no temptation, as they say. So you don't go in there, you're like, oh, I'm going to buy this cookie I don't need. Or I'm going to buy this cupcake I don't need. Or I'm going to buy this chips I don't need. So I guess in that sense, that sort of helps me out. Another thing is I try to have uh, fruit at home. No matter what, even like pre-quarantine life, I always make sure that I had some type of fruit at home because if I do get hungry and I'm like, you know, I don't want that big meal or I don't want to, you know, I just ate like an hour ago. I don't want to go be in, a, you know, <laughs> a big fatty and go eat another meal. I will have fruit. So I will definitely either get strawberries or pineapple or watermelon or grapes. And those are, those are quick little things you can sort of snack on and they're great for you. That helps me feel better, I guess. Another thing is I eat small portions. Again, if you know me, you know that I don't eat a lot of big portions. And when we go out to dinner together, you're probably like, you didn't eat your food. That's just who I am. It's super weird. Like I don't eat big portions. And, and I, but I do eat frequently. So I'll eat small portion at like an hour. And then like two hours later, I'll eat another small portion and sort of like that. So that's kind of how I've always been wired. So that sort of helps me out a lot. Let's see. Another thing is I drink plenty of water. Water is very, very good for you. Not only, you know, for your skin and your health and all that stuff, but it's just, it's just good for you. So I will drink plenty of water. I have a, you know, hydro flask that I carry around pretty much my house. And I always try to keep water on my nightstand every night. That's something that I've always done. So I will drink water pretty much maybe, I don't know, maybe every 30 minutes or something like that or every hour, I'll try to get some water in my system. And that usually helps me out a lot. Before I eat a meal, I make sure to drink water beforehand. I hear it helps control the amount of portion you eat. I don't know how far that's true. It's probably all in your head, but hey, to each of them. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. But once in a while, again, I will request, you know, some chocolates or some cake. And you know what? It does not help that my friend is an excellent baker and they bring me so much of their baking. Like, she, it's crazy. It's crazy how much baking that this woman does. And she will bring it to me. It's crazy. But anyway, I love, I love them so much. They're awesome and I love their treats and it's great and I can't help myself and I will have it. And it also helps to have an 11 year old in the house. Speaking of 11 year olds, you know what? I'm not even going to get started. I'm not even going to get started because if I start talking about his eating habits, we're going to be here all day. So I will save that for another episode. But parents, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. So we'll just, I found that all of these little tips and tricks help me out a lot. So let's, let's move on. So 
I was watching the news the other day and I saw that there was a rise in something else apparently during this pandemic. Divorce rates have apparently gone up tremendously during this time with couples realizing that they no longer want to be married to each other. Take a listen. You've probably seen the jokes on social media about how after the coronavirus epidemic is over, birth rates and divorce rates are going to go up. Well, the fact is divorce rates do go up after periods of family time, like after the holidays. And divorce attorneys say they expect an onslaught when this is all over. So apparently for these couples, there seems to be so much togetherness going on. And lack of communication, being stuck in a house or being stuck, you know, being stuck with someone that you realize that you don't want to be married to is hard, you know, because pre-coronavirus life, pre-quarantine life, I'm sure there were a lot of couples who didn't see each other on a regular basis. You know, they each had their own busy schedule and busy lifestyle with work and activities with the kids, such as, you know, after school or you know, other social life, going out with the girls, going out with the guys, whatever it might be, that made it easy for them to avoid each other and not actually address the issue that was going on in their marriage. And when we were forced to, you know, when the implementation of the stay home order hit, a lot of people got reality check real quick. And they came to the realization that, hey, you know, maybe this isn't exactly what I signed up for. A couple of things that were sort of, I guess, your quirky little habits that you sort of tolerated before, sort of height, like they've been heightened right now. And you just realize that this isn't the person that this isn't what I signed up for. So there has been a lot of divorce attorneys that are getting phone calls saying, hey, I want to end my marriage right now. Or you have situations where you just realize that the person that you thought isn't, isn't who you thought they were anymore. You know, like I said, most of us work long days, work 9, 10, 12, maybe even more hour days. So you don't get to see your partner that often. And so the longer you, you know, you and your spouse spend very little time together, it's like I said, it's easy to avoid the issue that you have going on. But with being quarantined together, it's hard. So what I'm going to say is that if you are one of those couples that are going through this, let me start off by saying I'm not married. I've never been married. Hence, I've never gone through a divorce, but I have been through a breakup. I don't want to compare the two, but I I will say they're sort of similar because sometimes there are kids involved, and in my situation, there is a kid involved. But you do it, you do get to the point where the person just pisses you off. Like no matter what they do, it just gets under your skin, and you're like, damn it, like I I cannot tolerate you right now, and that is the hardest thing to to have to deal with and still be stuck in the same house with that person. It is difficult. But I will tell you is if you do have kids, try not to fight in front of them because they can feel it. Kids know when these things are happening. They know when mom and dad aren't exactly on the same page. And the last thing you want to do is make that environment worse, especially when they can't escape it. Like they can't go to their friends, they can't go to school, they can't go to their sports activities or whatever activities they have going on to get away from it all. So please definitely try to be considerate to to the children, 
be considerate to yourselves, like get some distance. Like if you are in a position where you have, you know, a backyard or, or multiple rooms, give each other some space. Like if this person's going to be on the farther end of the house and then this one's going to be on the south end of the house, whatever it is you guys got to do to get some distance from each other, definitely get some distance from each other and don't nitpick everything. If he didn't put the dishes in a dishwasher right or she didn't put the towel away, it doesn't matter at this point. You guys will figure it out. Just know that this situation is just temporary and you, you know, you got to figure it out. You got to figure out how to just control your emotions and just try to hang in there until you get your divorce and get it final. I'm just gonna say good luck to those couples. I hope everything works out for you. And then for the couples who are, you know, making those babies, because we all know nine months from now, they're gonna be a whole slew of babies, of quarantine babies. So kudos to you guys. I'm rooting for you guys as well. I hope, you know, all parties involved, I hope you guys are at least staying safe and staying healthy and we will get through this. That's all I'm gonna say. Moving on. I want to address an issue that with everything going on may not be an easy conversation to talk about right now, but I feel like I would be doing myself a disservice and a disservice to my listeners if I didn't bring this up. The issue has to deal with uh, people in quarantine that have to go through domestic violence. People with stay-at-home orders with their abusers right now the their numbers are high the calls that they're getting from the national domestic violence hotline have increased within the last month i want to start i guess this segment by saying that i cannot possibly imagine how difficult the situation is and i don't want to pretend to understand what they're going through i've never been thank god i've never been in that situation and i hope to never be in that situation And this is difficult for me to talk about because even though I personally haven't been in an abusive relationship, I came from an abusive home. So I know how it is and I know how it feels, especially to be a kid and watch your parents fight. It's hard. And I'm sorry if I'm a little bit emotional because it is something that's that hits home for me. Like I said, I feel like I would be doing my, not only myself, but my listeners a disservice if I didn't at least talk about it. And I'm not a psychologist or I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, I'm not a professional. I'm just somebody who has experienced it growing up on the other side. And it's not a fun situation to be in, especially when your parents are are fighting. You hear reports from the National Domestic Violence Hotline about callers calling in. One caller reported that her husband threatened to throw her out of the out of the house if she coughed. Another reported that they had been strangled by their partner but feared to go to the hospital because of the threat of the coronavirus. Another caller, an immune-compromised man, called in after his emotionally abusive girlfriend began hiding cleaning supplies and hand sanitizers from him. With more than three quarter of the US population being told to stay at home to stem this pandemic, nowhere is safe for these victims. A self-quarantine puts them in perpetual proximity to their abusers, leaving them exposed to not just the deadly virus outside, but even more deadlier situation inside of the home. It's hard. And the hardest part of this is that a domestic violence victim is less likely to be able to pick up the phone and call somebody for help because their abuser is actually right there 
in the home or in the room next to them. So they, they feel like they don't have anywhere else to go to because the person who they're trying to get away from is right there in the same place with them. I just want to say that if this is you or if you know somebody who's going through this, please reach out to them. If this is you, there are definitely help for you out there. I know that there are shelters out there for you. There are programs out there that are open right now for you. And the domestic violence hotline is definitely open for you for information wherever you are in your state, in your county, in your city. They will be able to give you the best information. So if you're in this situation, I urge you to please call the hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you cannot call, if you're in a situation where you can't call, flat out in the open, pretend you're getting a takeout order. Or reach out to a friend, you know, send them more, you send them whatever kind of signal you need to send them and they can reach out for you and they can get help for you. And if your life is in imminent danger, I would rather take the risk of trying to, to get away and put my, my, you know, like it's hard. It's really, really hard. And I know it's easier to say, well, I would rather, you know, take this risk or whatever. But if there are children involved... It's, it's hard because you don't know what to do. You're like, okay, they're safe in here and I'll take the grunt of it, but it's hard. It's hard. Um, like I said, I'm a little emotional about this because it hits home a little too much for me, but I just want to let you know that I'm my heart is with you. You will get through this. And again, if you are fearing for your life, if your life is in danger, I urge you to please try to get out. And I know a lot of people are going to say, Elizabeth, this isn't you know as easy as it sounds. I know that. I know it's not as easy as it sounds, especially when there's much, like economic factors involved. A lot of these victims depend on their abusers or they don't have the financial capacity to get away. So it is hard, but your life is worth so much more. Your kids need you. Your family needs you. The community needs you. A lot of people need you and you don't need to be in that situation. So that's what I'm going to say. Again, if you know that you are in this situation right now and you do have the capability to call, please call the number. I'm sure that there are trained advocates that will be there to help you and to understand you. And please let's all try to stay safe and let's all try to stay healthy. I will urge all of us to join the conversation on our social media at the Foreign Lady Podcast. And like I said, if you know somebody who is in this situation during this time, please reach out to them. You will be doing them such a huge service by just reaching out and letting them know that, hey, I'm here for you, whatever you need. I got your back. That goes a long way. I know we are sort of ending on a somber note, but um, I would like to also end it on a good note, actually, because we are going to do a giveaway. Yes, we are. We are doing a giveaway in a couple of weeks, and I'm so excited because I will be giving out some foreign lady merch. That's right. Four of our lucky listeners will have the chance to win some foreign lady merch. It's so exciting. All of the details will be on our social media. That's why I urge you to go follow us on Facebook and Instagram and also to subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast on either iTunes or Spotify or Anchor or wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe so that way you are alerted to when the podcast drops, which is every Wednesday. You don't want to miss it, okay? So all the details for the giveaway will be on our social media page. It's coming in a few weeks. I'll definitely make more announcements on it when they drop so you can win your merch. I know that was corny, but anyway, that was my excited merch. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) 
Um, so we are going to end today's show. Again, please make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms. Thank you guys for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to The Foreign Lady with Elizabeth Allen. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate and review to help others find the podcast too. And be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know when the latest episode drops. Join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram at The Foreign Lady Podcast. See you next time.